Hey there, tavern goers. It's Jameson Oxford, your dungeon master. Uh, before we started this episode, I wanted to put out a little disclaimer. We recorded this episode about a month, a month and a half ago, and uh, before we had recorded it, uh, our government wasn't acting a fool and deciding to repeal uh, basic rights like Roe vs. Wade, which we here at the tavern find despicable. The reason I mention it is not to spoil the episode, which is our Mother's Day episode, but just to give people a heads up, if the the topic of motherhood or uh, babies is kind of a hot button for you, maybe it reminds you of what's going on in the world right now, you can skip this episode, come back to it another time, or just, just, just avoid it. We don't want to cause anybody any stress more than the world is putting on us right now. In the meantime... In the show notes, I've put a link for Pro-Choice America. Uh, we recommend that if you want to support women's reproductive rights or women's rights in general, that's a good link to follow. Alternatively, just do your own research and find a charity of your choice. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you do enjoy the episode. It is fairly lighthearted, but like I said, in light of recent events, I felt like I should warn everyone. Uh, I want everyone to have a good time. Uh, anyway, happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. And I hope everyone is doing well. Enjoy the show. Yes, welcome back to Torch the Tavern. The circus has begun. The train has pulled in and the tents are out. Uh, because I have surprised a couple of my players once again with a holiday up and a guest. Uh, before we introduce that guest, though, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play, uh, pro flowers endorsed, not really, uh, D&D podcast. We play 5th edition. And today on Torchlit Tavern, it is once again the day of the mother, that Vesper holiday synonymous with Mother's Day in our in our world. Before we get into that, though, my players today will be a new one, a guest. I've never DM'd for you. Who are you? What's your name? Hello. <laughs> um, my name Who is Justine, or uh, Zelfie Forever across everything. I am a social media marketing person mainly, and I enjoy cosplaying and streaming when I have time. Nerd! Right. I do know her. We played together. We did the Halloween episode. If you guys want to go back and listen to Justine again. Yes, I played uh, Janny Waters, the Southern Belle, who definitely didn't kill her husband. She definitely murdered Ryan. Yes. I, no, no, I, I did not murder Ryan. That. No, I do no, no. believe that was all Mitch. But yeah, our yeah, two-part was, Halloween totally episode Mitch. from last year. Uh, if you want to know the CD details to that, which go find probably it. is real rude of me because I don't think we answer either of those questions in those episodes, but... Uh, <laughs> maybe I should have let that hang so they'd go listen. Uh, so Justine, we'll go ahead and move on to the next person, and we can talk about more about what you do and try to direct people to anything you've got going on. Maybe during commercials. Sure. I do want to give a quick shout out to that amazing 
Castlevania cosplay that she posted recently, because that shit looked spot on. Very well done. Ah, yes, thank you. That's, um, that was a lot of effort. It individual really studs. really fucking cool. Individual studs in leather. Yeah, you can, you can see it on my Instagram. What, what's, what's your Instagram? Like it. Okay, it's, a it's Selfie Forever. That's, it's X-E-L-F-I, the number four, and then ever at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put I mainly that stuff use, in the show notes, too. Yeah. I mainly use Instagram for most things. Playing with us today is also Jeff. Well, hi. Jeff is busy. I'm Jeff. I don't know what I'm doing. We'll figure it out. Also with us today is Ryan. Hey, gang. It's me. It's Ryan. I'm back again. And I also don't know what we're doing. That and uh, three for zero. Uh, Mitch, do, we, do you know what we're doing today? Hi, everybody. It's me, Mitch. I'm Ryan, and I'm back as Jeff again. Glad to see we know what we're doing. <laughs> now I'm even more confused. <laughs> Hi. So, yeah, we're a Real Play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm going to hop into teaching these guys how to make characters because it's going to be a slow start today because I'm surprising them with a lot of things. This is probably a mistake, but here we go. Total chaos! Today, on Day of the Mother... Because we're trying to do a Mother's Day theme, I have some Mother's Day questions. I need each of you to get a pen and paper or something to write your answers down. Okay? Oh, shit. So, so if anybody listened to our last campaign, you got to know the Sisters of Vespera, one of our in-game religions. Vespera being a goddess of beauty, love, uh, and all things feminine, maiden, mother, crone, different aspects of life. So the Day of the Mother is a big holiday. Now, ironically... Vesperans consider the act of making somebody else feel guilty actually a bit of a sin. Which is weird because my first question that I have for you guys is, how many days ago did you last call your mother? Talk to or call? Call. Real life or my character? I-R-L. You, Ryan. Oh, the last time I called my mom, I don't know, months and months ago, she usually calls me. Okay, I go saw ahead. her like Write down months and ago. months ago. <laughs> I, I don't care when you saw it. I, I, these are completely arbitrary. I refuse to make distinctions with these questions. They're just going to land where they land, and you'll have to suffer that. Okay, let's look at my phone. It's really, really far down Shit. on this. You could do that. Let's find out. Yeah. Oh, let's find Does out. messaging her on Facebook count? Because I have two very different <laughs> answers. I will not allow a text. Like I said, okay. I will not differentiate. No, I will not, that's fine. I will not that's negotiate. Fine. I live with my parents, so they oh, literally rough. sent me a message just right now. I'm catching you and Ryan with that one, yep. Now, now okay, Mitch. so technically, I called her back on uh, April 4th. That was a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago? Okay, okay, not bad. Yeah, I, 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 I last called my mother seven days ago, but I did ask her what she wants me to do with her when she dies this morning. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'll see if that's going to skew anything. Question number two. Within you this year, know, how many times have you called your mother? Oh, since God. January? Oh. Well, shit. I don't like this question just because that's a long time to count. You can ballpark it if you have an idea how often you do it. I don't because I don't call her often. One, mm. two. Call your goddamn mother. She lives next door. Call your mother. <laughs> she I brought her food last it. night. What's wrong Say with you? Your this is the day me, okay? of the mother. Say Wait. Hang on. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> what is it? How many times have I called my mother? 
in this year since january yeah since uh january. oh dude like a shit ton i'm gonna i'm gonna neck beard you you said call and normally when i call my mother i just stand in my yard and bellow haggis until i hear her yell back why <laughs> <laughs> yeah they live next door to each other everybody this is uh this i'm is sure a my neighbors hate set of questions they they should it's you guys have a dozen times yeah. a bunch uh yeah okay third question <laughs> Yeah, I got my answer. When last you bought your mother dinner, how much did you spend? Oh, fuck. When last I bought her dinner? Yeah. I think the last time I bought her dinner, it was her birthday, and I probably spent like $200. Dang, where'd you go? Dinner. All right. We went, to, we went to a Brazilian steakhouse. Nice. Ooh, that sounds good. Good call. Good call. So, a lot. Just for her or for the whole thing? Because that was three. Uh, let's say on her. If it was you and her, divide it by two. The last time I brought my mom dinner, I got her the perfect dinner. I bought, I brought my mom's cheap ass, her frugal, money pinching ass, the best dinner I possibly could. Leftover Panda Express from a potluck at work. Free, baby. One more question. How much did you weigh when you were born? Oh, fuck, dude. I don't remember that. I literally I have to tell She knows. Your mother knows. Are you telling <laughs> me to ask her right now? Your mother knows graphically how much you weighed when you were born. Yeah, of course she does. All mothers See? know that See, and stuff. Mitch knows. This freak knows My that mom still bitches about it. Yep. If she hasn't told you, you probably didn't weigh that My much. mom Man, I don't is know. not. I was like a tiny, I was like a I, tiny child. You're still a tiny child. Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> Some things never change, you know? <laughs> Hey, hey, no, call her. Call her. Then you can, like, up bump no, no, some don't, of your numbers don't, don't earlier. Don't message your mom yet. If you're going to message your mom, everybody pull out their phones. And for the final one, I want everybody to just text their mom, I love you. Oh, God. Okay. Do you want the response? Yeah, I want to know how long it takes for her to respond. Oh, God. I'm not going to oh, do gosh. that. It's going to take her, nope. it's going to take her, like, 30, 40 Wait, minutes. Wait, hang on, hang on. I hate this so much. <laughs> there, I texted my mom, I love her. Good. She's gonna be like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you?" She's gonna run upstairs and yeah. check on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fine. That means she loves you. That means she'll be, I, she'll I'm be not, here I'm live not, on the I'm recording. I'm not gonna grade the the message or the quality, just the response time from your mom. That's, uh, that's what's I am being not graded. going to participate in this activity <laughs> because my mother is currently on the road driving to Death Valley to be a desert witch and. One, I don't want to freak her out with a random cold cock text message that doesn't make sense while she's driving. Okay. And two, she shouldn't text me back for at <laughs> least six hours. That's fair. I'll think about that. So finally, while we wait for those texts to come in. Your mom's on her way to be a desert witch? That's what we call it. She does rock cutting and polishing witch. and looks for lizards and shit. She is a desert witch. Wait, that actually sounds mm -hmm. really fun. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if ever I wondered where Mitch got his very unique brand of Mitch, apparently it's his mother. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like it most of the time. So, final set of questions. These are technically all one question, and we are seeing which of you guys does the best. All right? So, okay. this one is a quiz. So, I oh, need no. you guys to, whoever gets the closest will get the most from it, okay? Question number one. I need everybody to write down their guess for, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, there are around how many million moms in the United States? How many million? Yes. Uh... Just take a guess. Like I said, the closest to the answer is the winner. What do we win? I'll tell you in a second. 
It took my mom mm-hmm. two minutes to respond. Right on. My mom still hasn't responded. She doesn't keep Shame. a phone on her. She hasn't responded. She doesn't know how much Ryan weighed. I'm seeing a trend here, guys. And Ryan, are you okay? Ryan is hey. she <laughs> <laughs> That's how right, it goes, You guys man. got your answers for that one? <laughs> Question number two. According to the National Federation of Retailers, around how many billion is spent in flowers on Mother's oh, Day? Oh, shit. I actually heard that number. Billions? Billions of dollars. How many in billions of dollars? Hey, I, I don't know like the answer, marketer, but it's a I lot. I know this, but I don't. It's a lot. <laughs> Take a guess. I, I gave you the clue by saying, how many in billions? Yeah, 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 because yeah, otherwise you would have underguessed. Yes. I just can't remember if it's a lot of billions or a lot because it was billions. It's billions, yeah, just because yeah, like, it is billions. One billions is a lot, you know? All right, you guys got your answers? Yeah. Yep. So, in the flowers sold for Mother's Day, what percentage does it make up of the total annual U.S. flower sale? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how much of the flowers sold annually are on Mother's Day? Is this quantity or fiscally? Percentage. Of flowers or of, of money? Fl- of flowers. Those are technically the same, sale- I think. But well, no, because there's number of sales and then there's net gain. In flowers sold for Mother's Day makes up how much of the okay, annual okay. U.S. flower right. sales? All right. Um, <laughs> can you read the Can you read the next line? Huh? Can you read the next line? No, because I made the question. That is the end of the question. Oh, okay. I thought you pulled the question, which means the next line was probably the answer. I was hoping I could trick you. No, actually, I'm skipping <laughs> over the answers. I, I know. That's why I was trying to trick you. Oh you God! Failed. I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, I've been a fucking weddings. Weddings are the only thing that make me feel like there's another thing that could go for it, depending on how they pulled numbers. All right, and oh, last, that's a good point. I'm changing my Noel. answer. No, don't trust. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> Too late. And finally, the last of these questions. According to Hallmark, we give roughly how many million Mother's Day cards every year? Yeah. Ooh, fuck those guys, though. Uh, going in alignment with the number that I said earlier for how many mothers do I think they are, and because there's a lot of bad people, less. Let's see. Depending yes. on my... Definitely less. Fair warning guess to you of how many. even though there could be so many mothers, those mothers have multiple children. Oh, fuck. Well, we already know that the average family size is 2.5 children. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And then there's also... There's also adoption, and there's also, like, pseudo-adoption, where you're not my mom, but you're, like, my mom, so I get you a mom's day card, even though you're not my mom. Are those yeah. weird people that get, like, their dog a Mother's Day card because they've had puppies? And then there's people like me who get their mom a rock. <laughs> or there's the people who buy the Mother's Day card for or from the dog Indeed. to the yes. person. All right, guys, uh, are you yeah. ready to figure out what your stats are? Oh no! Oh really? <laughs> what a fun way to fuck us! <laughs> Has everyone's mother texted in yet? No. Uh, are you guys are you guys losing your console Yo, as we speak? Uh, what's going very on badly. Right Yo, Mitch has literally zero con. Technically, yeah. the longer she takes, the the more that number goes up. Really, I was thinking about giving him like a flat ten just because he was polite about his reason for not texting his mom. Uh, you know, he didn't want her to die. But um, has anyone's That's mother fair. texted I also in? Don't want it's my it's mom gonna be a real shame when you guys have that. Jeff's Jeff mom came in two minutes. Yeah, yeah, two minutes later. Two minutes for Jeff. Him. All right, Jeff yeah. might be our, my our mom is standard. on top of it today. 
Yeah, I've got six go, minutes Ma. right now, and I'm still waiting. Make sure you buy, yeah, buy her a nice six, dinner. Seven. I'm at Give six minutes as well. Six I, minutes? I did. I told you. I, I spent like $80 as uh, according to the math I pulled up. All right. You might want to you might want to just figure out what your dump stat is and we'll leave it blank until they text in. For now, uh, should I go run me, and find out my weight should, at birth? So starting with <laughs> we're going to go we're going to go in this because this I can order. find it. I know where it is. I'm guessing you're an 8 pound baby. Uh so <laughs> in this order, Jeff, Ryan, Justine, Mitch, tell me what your answers to number 1 were. How many days ago did you last call your mom? 6 days ago. Yeah. yeah. Justine? Yesterday? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, somebody's going to get a high score of some kind. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Yesterday when we set each other our Wordle scores. Nice. Ugh. Nerd. That, 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 is a, that is a mother-daughter relationship right there. I have that same relationship, <laughs> that mother-daughter relationship. <laughs> uh, 17 days ago. Oof. Oof, Ryan. Man, Oof, Ryan. no wonder she doesn't remember how much you weighed. Dang. No, my mom is young. We text. <laughs> My mom is old and My mom text. sends me gifts. Get out of here. My mom, bom- <laughs> my mom bombs me with photos of their dog. It's fantastic. Within this year, yeah, I... how many times have you called your mother, Jeff? Four. Four. I mean, I've talked to her a lot Ryan. more than that. We text, she calls me. Uh, 12 times. Okay. Justine? I'm going to say six, maybe seven, seven times. Seven. Okay. And Mitch? I got us, guys. At least 20. 20. Good shit. Okay. At least. All right. Number three. When was the last time you bought your mother dinner? How much did you spend? $80. $80. Zero, baby. <laughs> uh, 20. Justine? Uh, 40. 40. That one I remember. All right. Uh, Mitch, what was that? Zero. Zero? Really? Did you just say that again? You've spent zero dollars on your mother? Yeah, I brought her leftovers. It's her favorite. That is fair. Yeah, we got I, good I do, Mexican food. I, I do and know good your mother. I, I might have to weigh your answers based on that knowledge. So for number four, <laughs> uh, number four, how much did you weigh when you were born, Jeff? You don't know? I don't know. Can you guess? And I didn't text her because you told me not to text her. That's good. Way to go for following orders. All right, Ryan, you don't know either? I don't know. I mean, if we want to take five minutes, I can go look. Nope. Justine? Uh, will you take a ballpark guess? Within a, what do you got? Like six pounds? Six pounds? That sounds That's like a small that baby. That sounds That's like a small, small baby. I don't know. You look like a small baby. I was small. I was Mitch, small. I believe you wrote 9.5. 9.5. You Fat monster. Ass. <laughs> yeah. That's oh why 30 God. years later she still bitches about it. What now? The answers to your questions. Let me let me get your guesses before before hey, I give you the answers. It's still been 11 minutes and I still haven't gotten a text back. <laughs> Shame. So. How much did you guess, Jeff, for the number of million moms in the United States? 80 is what it seems to be the thing. All right. 80 million. Ryan? 30. 30? Justine? Uh, 40. 40, 40 million. Mitch? I, I think there's 400 million Americans, but I, I'm probably wrong. So I said 178 million. Wow. Okay. All right. The closest one is Jeff at 82.5 million moms in the United States. Nailed it. Registered. Nice. It's the Census Bureau. Right maybe people lie. You don't know. Maybe they didn't say. Maybe they're not registering their, ch- their kids. But that's what the Census Bureau <laughs> says. Now, second question. Jeff, what'd you say for the number of billion spent on flowers or on Mother's Day? Five. I put four. Four, four billion. Justine? Six billion. Six. Mitch? Seven. Four, five, six, seven. All right. <laughs> One of us probably got it, boys. <laughs> Good thing you changed your answer, Jeff, because everyone... Oh, no, no, no. We have a four. 
so Ryan, you are the closest because they spent $1.9 billion on flowers. Wow. I, I, I overshot wow. it. You did overshoot it a little bit. It's a good thing you really came back down because it does put you in second place and that does matter for these. <laughs> uh, now. Doing great, guys. Third question was, of the $1.9 billion in flowers sold for Mother's Day, how much percentage of annual flower sales was it? Jeff. Um, I'm going to say 25%. Okay. Ryan. 70. Justine. 56. Mitch. 93. 93. You guys are insane. Valentine's Day exists. That's true. So does Easter. Weddings but... exist. So you don't buy flowers for people on Easter. Jeff is correct. On the dot with 25%. Fuck Dang. yeah. And then last question, according to Hallmark, how many roughly, valent- how many million Mother's Day cards every year? 150. Ha! Same. Okay, same for Mitch. Uh, Ryan? 10 million. 10? 10 million? Justine? Uh, 2 million, because I went low on this one just in case. You you and Ryan have no faith in the sons and daughters of America. No. Mitch and Jeff tied. It's 141 million cards, according to Hallmark. Nice! Because it's the least you can fucking do. That's why America's ah, doing That's the least why. You can that do. makes sense. the least sense. you can fucking do. I guess. The least you can fucking do. Now, Actually, the least you can do suck. is call your mother on Mother's Day. You should Day. fucking call your mother. Yeah, call your goddamn mother. Uh, some of you are really in trouble on this one. So who got a text back from their mom so far? Just Jeff? Yep. Jeff was within two minutes? Yeah, it was two minutes. Uh, nobody else has gotten a text back. Mitch, we're just going to give him a nice little dash. Uh... Because he didn't do it at all. All right, guys. So I'll take a zero. I'm not a coward. I'll take a negative start five. Writing these fuck. numbers down and put them anywhere on your character sheets that you want. But Jeff, you guessed six. So how many days ago did you call your mother? So you're gonna take twenty and subtract six from that, and that's one of your scores. So that one's gonna be fourteen. It's not not starting off bad. Uh, Ryan, it's been seventeen days for you. You're gonna have a three. Uh, Justine, it's only been one day. You have a nice fat nineteen starting off. Looking good. Damn. Good to call okay. your mom. Okay. And Mitch, you've got seven, so you have a 13. 13. Number two, within this year, how many times did you call your mother? We are going to... Div- you know what? That one could just be a flat score. Yeah, we're just going to go because we've got Jeff, four, Ryan, 12, Ouch. Justine, seven, rounding out that 19 you just got. And Mitch, with a 20. At least. Ouch. All right. And now I'm going to take what you spent on your mom for dinner, and we're going to divide that by four, which means Jeff leading the way with a 20. Spent $80 on his Jay. mom. Way to go. Ryan. Jay, don't do the math for mine. Ryan, don't do the math five. for mine. Uh, Justine, you get around a, a 10. Jay, and don't do Mitch, that math. Break the simulation. Break the simulation. I can't divide that. Um... So, Mitch, uh, we're going to go ahead and make that a... Zero-fourths. Well, I've got to give you a score or your character starts off dead. We're going to go ahead and make it a three to match Ryan's three that he got earlier. Nice. All right. Yeah, lowest scores of three. Dumpstat. <laughs> All right. All right, you fat babies. Uh, we don't have the first two, but Justine, you got a six. We're going to subtract that one from 20, so you have another 14. Nice, slim baby. Caused your mother the least amount of distress on her way out. On the uh, other hand, we have, on the other hand, we have Mitch. <laughs> uh, she's, probably a tiny, been, she's probably a tiny woman too, but we're not going to go into that. I may have been less than seven pounds, I think. But let me tell you, the the time that it spent for me coming out was about six hours. Oh, damn. Ooh, okay, we'll go ahead. 
Maybe is that like just points. since crowning? Because six hours is not that long. Let's not I get into that. I know a lot that. of people that are talking about <laughs> 15, 12 hours. Oh, this is I was yeah. My brother was actually an easier birth than me. I remember, I remember my mom telling me that. Wow. <laughs> you know, your brother came out easier. <laughs> you know, your brother. And Mitch, at a 9.5 pounds, let's just go ahead and round that up. You get a 10. My mom's like 130 pounds, maybe. Now, Jesus. Now, I'm going to guess that because you guys don't know how much you weighed, you guys didn't weigh a tremendous amount or were a fairly easy birth because your mom would have fucking told you. So we're going to go ahead and give you guys flat tens. Okay. Okay. Finally. Wait, hold on. I just want to pause here. A tremendous amount is what Mitch weighed. Yes, yeah. And he got a flat 10. You know, that's fair. Mitch, you, you get an eight. Because that, that's a heavy baby. That's a big baby. <laughs> that's a big baby, Mitch. That's a big baby. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. I'm also going to give you an eight because your mom's Mitch. a tiny mom, and you were a big yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I've I've done the, the, the scale. Jeff killing the quiz portion of our show. Uh, he won three out of four questions, so you get an 18 going to hopefully balance out some of those, those scores you've got. Uh, and then the second place is going to go to Justine. You get a 16 in the score. Hey, hey, I just got a text back. <laughs> you did! Yay! How many minutes is that? Uh, let's see. That was uh, 11.04 and it is now 11.26. <laughs> Only took her 22 minutes. 22 minutes. All right. It's not, it's not, it's not awful. My mom is probably driving right now because she said I'm leaving for Prismo Beach. Okay. Wow! Well, you're just oh, trying yeah. to get the you're just trying to get the, the Mitch dash, trying to look out for your mom. All right, so what number do I get for that place, 22 minutes? Third place is uh, Ryan because he got more third places than fourth places. Uh, so Ryan, that's going to be a 14 for you, and Mitch in last in the quiz portion you do get as well. Anybody who didn't get a text from their mom, go ahead and put a four. Uh, yeah. Yay! And because you guys Great. actually did get texts back, I'm gonna go ahead and give Jeff, who I think his stats are looking pretty fucking tight. I'm gonna go ahead and give Jeff a, uh, as the fastest to get a text back, we'll give you another 18. And because Je oh, yeah. because Ryan's mom did text back, we'll give you a 14. Do I get extra points because she did love the, love the text and then sent back, love you too. All right, you have a 15. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for humoring me on my little... Wait, Jay, I only have, I only have five numbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you didn't one. text your mom. You got a yeah. dash for one. Yeah, you got a dash, yeah. Let's see, because your mom... What did, do I do Because with that? you didn't text your mom and you didn't get a text back. I'll take a one. I don't give a shit. Uh, so, Justine, you still need yours as well. If I gave them a 14, we'll give Justine a 10. And you know, we'll, I'll be nice. I think your stat, your score is garbage. We'll just go ahead and put tens for those, and we'll move on. How are the stats looking, by the way? Not great. Well, not great. Um, um mine actually know, don't look bad. Your mother surprisingly back. Except average. For my four. The three isn't fantastic. Real talk. I this is better than I would have gotten if I had rolled dice. I hope my stat generation <laughs> was wild and unbalanced, as intended. And I'm going to give you guys a second to make third level characters, and then we'll come back. So we start our adventure. 
in media res, above the city of Griffinport. After the troubling times from last campaign, things have been rebuilt, people have got on with their lives, it's been a handful of years, we don't need to worry about it. Sometime in between our previous campaign and the current one. Uh, we come down, camera flies in, it shows us the still half-sunken parts of Griffinport. They've never quite been able to get the water to drain the same way. You know, so there's parts that are swampy, there's some old buildings that are dilapidated. People had to build outside of the wet areas. Bopidopoulos and his crew have done some really wild things with towers and trying to recreate the area. And our camera settles on the relatively dry area next to the tinderbox, also known as the Vesperin Temple. And inside, we see a beloved, very old, half-giantess priestess talking to a new group of heroes. Hello, dears. I'm so glad you came to us to help us in these troubling times. What with all the strange goings-on from years ago, planar instability still plagues our region. The Sisters of Vespera and the Church of Mors, as well as the Durkites and a handful of Numenites, who stayed, have all gone and done what they can, where they can. An anomaly has fallen upon us to investigate. A new kind of portal opened up in an old portion of the rich district. Some of those buildings have grown old and rotten, but there were still people in them. We've been run out by strange beasts. Few casualties, but in their panic and in the dark, they didn't get a good look. So there's not much to go on. Do us a favor, dears, and scout out the area. Don't be overly brave. If it seems to be dangerous, come back with what you learn. And if we don't hear from you, me and the girls will come looking in a few hours. And she she looks at you all, and she's like, do you have any questions? Who we got? Who we got today? Uh, who's who's the leader of the party? Uh, I'll do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Justine, are you gonna jump on that grenade? Uh, it sh- definitely shouldn't be the person that has a four in charisma, because mm-hmm. like charisma really literally breaks down into. Meta stats that include are. leadership. Yeah. So no. I do have a 19 in charisma. All right. I, I think that making our guest lead the party. I was going to make her DM us, so it's nicer than what I was going to do. Uh, but Justine, <laughs> you are the party leader. Go ahead and tell us what your character oh is and what they look like. All right. Uh, my character is Emily Ferrismore. Okay. She is wearing a modified nun habit without the hood. And she wears uh, silver heavy armor and carries a shield. Okay. Emily Verismore? Verismore. Verismore. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what it means. Um, All right. So along with her, next to Emily Verismore, our human cleric, I say tentatively, though that's not, that's pigeonholing it a lot. Um, cleric. Jeff, what do you play? Well, today I will be a, a fear bold. Uh, I'll be a... a, a, a a male i've just now decided and hadn't fallen on which side i was going to fall on that one but i (laughs) will be a male um a male fear bulg who's obviously tall oh yeah i was going to roll a die for that let's say (sighs) seven foot eight foot even (laughs) jeff always rolls a die for how tall he is and always picks the highest height you heard me roll the die it rolled a 12 (laughs) on a d12 eight foot tall my name is zilnot and I stand there eight foot tall with like craggy horns coming out of my head that are like more like antlers. Uh, just like I have dirty, like, like mucky black scale mail on that has just like 
strands of fabric flowing all the way down and like uh uh like a a black headdress and uh the skull paint on like uh, a like skull paint on my face just the most haunting version of the <laughs> of this large creature you're like when people see me they're not sure if i'm even like a civilized being or some type of ghost or fae but uh you know i'm here to represent the morse so for my notes, I've gone ahead and wrote in Zilnot Furbolg Bogwitch. That's what I'm writing as your class. I think that's probably Fur-bold accurate. Witch. Yeah, Furbolg Bogwitch. Bogwitch. Yes. Bogwitch. <laughs> yes. And uh, I I assume we're inside, but outside on the on the building. Which color? Which color dragons shoot lightning? Blue. Blue. Then there's a blue dragon on the building. Dark blue though. Uh. Literally just on the building outside, like looking around, and uh, you have a dragon. Yeah, I have a dragon. Oh, that's a thing now, isn't it? Man, I really <laughs> yep. need to read that notebook. <laughs> I got a, I got a dragon. That's great. Good news for me. I love it. That's not broken. I love it. Uh, great. great. We got a bog witch. Ryan, what are you playing? I am playing the Sharian Corgi. Ah, Sheila. La Wolf. This is, oh my in fact, Shia's long lost mother. This is fantastic. This is great. So, <laughs> you know how you said these characters won't be precious? Hey, guess what, Jay? It's precious now. This one is. She's so precious. The most precious. And also, let me drop, let me drop a picture of the Discord for you. Oh, yeah? Okay. We'll put it up. We'll put it up for the listener later. Uh, we, I did stat Shari and Corgi's listener. Uh, I believe... That if I can publish them, D&D Beyond's being a little weird about that, but I'm, I will try to get it as a published race for you guys to play as Shari and Corgi at home. <laughs> oh my god. It's just, just a puppy with a knife. <laughs> uh, she wears a little, a little wooded uh, cr- crown, I guess, of sorts. Okay. Because uh, she is a druid. Ah. And then she has like a little pouch and then... Uh, with a strap across her very tiny chest, and on that strap there are a couple of a couple of daggers. Okay. And she also has a uh, on on that pouch. There is a pocket on the front, and there in that pocket is a really nice little stone that she just really likes. I understand that this mission will be truly blessed because it looks like our party has a shari and Kordagi. I understand it's always lucky to take one on an adventure. Woof. And and. It's lucky for you, our final member, that all of my rooms are made extra large. You and the Furbog, uh are cramping it along with me, but... Uh, Mitch, what are you playing? Um, so, I am playing a, uh, a female character this okay. go-round. And I am okay. playing a bard for the first time. Okay. I've never played a bard before. But I've studied the mannerisms and applications of how one who plays D&D plays a bard. Okay. And I have... An 18 in Charisma, so I'm fucking hot. Yeah, good start. And uh, I am going to be playing uh, Dav Gotin, the Centaur of Attention. Dav Gotin, the Centaur of Attention. What? Uh, what did you just say? I am, going to, I am playing a bard, yeah. and I am going to be the Centaur of Attention. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Dav Gotin is, is actually very beautiful. In both her human-like and horse-like aspects, depending on which end you prefer. She is a dark bay color, so you can call her dark bay if you like. 
And she stands seven feet tall with long, curled, flowing hair. And she's covered in a lot of old garments, but it's various types of draped finery that have been stitched together, kind of like what a warhorse would wear during during parade. And wrapped around her torso is her instrument, which is like a bagpipe that ends in a panel of French horns. Because when you're a horse, you can carry a big instrument. Ryan, this is good news. This is good news, because this time, his his voice will hopefully not be like super annoying for a holiday episode, but you will be in control of the bagpipe music, because you're our sound guy. So you can you have control of that. You can, I do. You, you know, it's the bag horns. Yeah, yeah. it's a bag horn. This is very so looking forward get to that. that. Bag yeah. French horn. Dark will, Bay, the centaur of attention. News. I will see what I can do. This is good news that, that you you are in control of oh, that it, and not Mitch. If you don't know this, Dark Bay is an actual horse color. I looked it up. Amazing way to go. I've looked up some things, too, based on the things you guys chose. Um, I love it. I love this party a lot. I didn't think that I would love this party as much as I do, and now I'm wishing y'all the best. Can I please get names again? Yeah, same. Yeah, I have written down everyone's name. We have Emily. All right, so, yes, it says here that your names are Emily Verismore. 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 I have a Ziddle knot. She nods at the furball. Present. Wow. Uh, we have Shayla the wolf. Woof. <laughs> it's it's Sheila, but woof. And Dav Gotin. Yes, Major. Uh, have any of you worked with us before? Woof. From time to time, I have run presentations at parades. Quite popular with the crowds. I from bar. What? Okay. Was that words? <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I've been called... From far. Okay, I can understand you now. That's great. Right. I still can. <laughs> I'm a local. I'm local to the city, so most likely yes. Oh yes, I, I do. I do recognize. Sorry, my eyes aren't what they once were. Thank you, Emily. Uh, is Emily a Vesperin? Um, I'm assuming. You don't have to be, but I'm, I'm just questioning. You. Just asking. I'm assuming yes. Sure. I don't know much about the religions it- in this world. The v- Vespera is a goddess of the maiden, mother and crone. She is a goddess of beauty and love, and but also doing what needs to be done. So a lot of Vesperans kind of handle a lot of crises around here, especially now that the local Numenites, which was your token light religion, got wiped out by a bunch of assholes. That's the last uh, campaign. Yeah, so, yeah. That, <laughs> that tracks with my character, so yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, sounds like you already fit. So she looks at all of you and she says, Is there anything we could help you with, dears? Uh, are you ready to go? Zilnot nods. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> A slow, haunting nod. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love the amount of communication going on with the group. Yes, it's just one quick nod and woof. I think we're, I think we're all set. Uh, Dav Gatine canters back slightly in a parade canter and then goes into a low bow. You may call me Davy, darling, and I'm ready to go. All right. That, that's good to hear. They, they need the help over there. Uh, you're heading over to the rich district, or at least a part of it that's uh, a little half sunken and very rotten. Uh, she gives you a little map, marks it on the, mark, marks, X marks the spot and says you're going here. And she says to you all, may Vespera protect you. And you guys leave and ha- make your way across the town of Griffinport. Griffinport has become, like I said, uh, a little swampy, a little like Venice in places. There are people getting around on little boats. There was a certain uh, 
character who really like just carried rowboats apparently in his inventory all the time and people thought he was crazy but now look at him look at everybody everybody's got a rowboat fucking look at him now and you guys make your way to uh the north uh, a little bit up the hill where you find some old run down sort of victorian style buildings because i know that jay loves being interrupted by very uh incredibly specific character detail it is of note that uh, Davy canters musically when she walks. Because she's a horse bard, and she can do that. She has a musically cantered gait. It's going to be a lot of horse puns, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so, yeah, like I said, you guys get across town, and yeah, it's fine that you insert Well, I know who's not getting healing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, straight up. I like Justine. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, so you guys make it across town, and like I said, not you really make it though. to these Victorian buildings, and they're run down, and very quickly you come up to it, and uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything going on. It seems quiet. The front doors look like they've been damaged, but everything in the town looks damaged. Uh, people broke in and sacked a lot of, particularly of the rich district homes a long time ago. Uh, and if nobody ever came back to this place, it's likely that we had squatters or survivors from the Calamity have made do. Maybe the old family stayed here. Um, as Granlund told you, most of them got away. There was only one or two casualties. Something has attacked that nobody got a good look at. And that's the situation you are in as you come to this big building. Right. So, uh, before we get into any dangerous situations, what does everyone do? So, to be clear, when we headed here, I, I came with a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon flew yes. along with me. Yeah. Uh, so it's tech- it says it's a drake, right? It's a drake. Oh, so no okay. arms. So it's a wyvern. I'm an entertainer and an assistant, darling. I help people. I keep them lively. Strong back, broad hunch. All right, all right. Good, good. I'm a healer. I uh, call the this small dragon, that this small drake, down next to me, and I, uh, you know, I treat it uh, like it's family, very nice. I go, I am an arbiter of death. Um, right? <laughs> None of us know. <laughs> am I supposed to know what that is? What is that? Uh, Mitch doesn't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. I love it. All right. Where do you find languages? I want to find out if I speak dog. I don't think you do. I do. The language would I be random. I'm Shari and Korg. Yeah. I speak dog. <laughs> do, you, do you have as the spell a spell speak bog, with I get animals? To talk to animals? No, as a fear bog, I get to talk to animals and plants. Oh, you should try that. Um, no, I just understand. Oh, you Whatever don't. Whatever you're saying, you don't, I understand. Actually, you don't. You're telling you hear me wolf. I don't. Because it, because it's a language, not a not a you know. It's also, also Shari and Corgis are an intelligent creature, speaking their own language, not just an animal. Sure, but it's based on an animal language. I'm sure, it is probably based something like that. There is a there is a deep and hidden lore about Shari and Corgis, Jeff, and I love to just give you little hints about it forever. Anyway, do you guys go in the building? Yeah, we go in the building. <laughs> I rolled perception before we went in the building. Sure, what'd you roll? Uh, I run up to the door, and I put both front paws on it, and I scratch at it. <laughs> Fantastic. I rolled, uh, what's that, 24? 24. 24. Uh, yeah, you 
you notice that definitely whatever hurt that door was was something coming out. Uh, as you look around, as everybody walks up to the door, your eyes pick out. Basically, you know that people left here in a hurry. That uh, somebody got to the door and was dragged back inside after the initial rush from everyone else. That that there was one person who didn't make it out. Um, and as you get up to the door, uh, or the hole, like I said, there's no door in this doorway. You can see into this dark space uh, that somebody was like clawed and was like dragged away. Uh, who has dark vision? I have dark vision. Not me. I have dark vision up to 60 feet in shades of gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really took too much pleasure in You have light vision up to 120 <laughs> feet in shades of gray. <laughs> However, I do have the light can trip. Do we need to roll perception, Jay? Uh, if you want to, I'm not gonna make. Sure, I'll roll perception. I'll also roll perception. Oh, thank God I get advantage because that was a two. All right, 17 plus four. 21. 21 for you. I I don't have dark vision. 21 for Ryan, 18 for me. Right on. I will cast light on my shield. It should be under your racial traits if you have dark vision. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't have. All right, anybody with dark vision kind of gets a glance and you take in this information just before she does. Uh, where she realizes she's human, she can't see, and anybody who else can't see, she immediately shines light into this dim room. It's a dilapidated room. The floor looks damaged and rotten. It's made out of old hardwood. There is, like, a stairway leading up, but the bottom half of that stairway rotted out and fell out, so you'd need to jump or climb to get up to the second story at this point. But otherwise, it's this grand, like, open entry room, this, uh, sitting room or whatever that you'd have people wait for you before you went into the rest of the house. Do our larger people fit in this building? Uh, I mean, yeah, you is guys can get in the door. Is it grand right enough for us? You get it's it's the door is tight, but you guys can get in it. But yeah, the there's plenty of ceiling space cuz like I said it's this grand entryway with like a vaulted, yeah. big vaulted ceiling and a in a spiral staircase that's half rotted away. Uh could I uh feasibly make the jump, do you think? You? No. Yeah. No? Uh, Can we, no. like, Not standard. put the corgi on the centaur's back? Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> Davy is just standing, Davy is standing there looking at the stairs going, shit. Yeah. How tall is the the landing, the t- upper landing, how high up is it? Uh, the upper landing, it's 15 feet up. Uh, like I said, you get to the bottom of the stair where the stairs have been rotted out, it's only 10 feet. Oh, well then I just reach up and climb up. Okay, you step out in the middle of the room. Jeff just climbs. I can clamber. Okay, you guys all move into the middle of the room. I need everyone to uh, roll dexterity checks as the ground starts to shake and rumble and everybody starts to fall through the rotted timbers of the floor. (laughs) That sounds like a save, not a check. Sure, save is solid. Save's a great Not any better. 17. Not any better for me. As the ground starts to shake, rattle, and roll your dice, boys and girls. I got a seven total. That minus two is a... Bitch. Yo, is this a deck save? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 19 plus two. <laughs> nice. All right. Anybody who got higher than a 15? You, 30, 20, baby. You only take three damage and you land on your feet. Everybody else takes six damage and is knocked prone if you didn't get a 15 on your deck save. And your dragon flies, so I'm not worried about it. In, yeah. in my in my head canon, what happened here is Davy's like looking at the stairs. It like her face looks fine, but her tail is twitching, irritated. And then the big boy just steps in, mm-hmm. and the floor goes nope. A lot of weight, a lot of weight <laughs> came onto that that little area as you guys move toward the stairwell. Uh, you guys fall, and there's like 
you fall what it feels like a couple stories, but you do bounce off some splintered timbers and some, like, busted wood that, like, was holding up the ceiling before, and you guys fall down into a basement area. Your light spell is still active, but you're just sort of this ball of light in the middle of this darkness. You guys start to hear a weird screeching sound as you hear movement in the dark. I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. Damn, already. I've got a 10. A 10? What's your dex? Uh, 14. And I got a 20 minus 2, which is an 18. Dang, rolled a nat 20 on your initiative and then still had to take two away? Anybody get higher than an 18? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No. I got a 17. That's not good. I'm a cleric. I'm supposed to go last. Death? (laughs) (laughs) I I need healer initiative. (laughs) Davy pulled a 13. All right. Uh, question. Yes. Jay, um, am I starting the round prone or do I have time to stand up? You'll start the round prone. Okay. You guys are down here. The light from your shield, is that where you had the light spell on? Yeah. Yeah, the light spell from your shield kind of illuminating things. And you guys hear these sounds. Justine, it is your turn. Top of the round, even though you're prone. So. Uh, all right, I'm going to stand up and I am going to bless some people. Okay. Up to three creatures of my choice within range. Oh, hey, there's there's three. Uh, three okay. All right, Jeff, do you get it or does the dragon get it? Mm. <laughs> oh, that's the question. I get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love the uh, arbiter all right. of death I'm gonna, or his dragon? I'm gonna horn? put it on my. I'm gonna put it on myself and uh, the furbolg and the corgi because I figured the bard can buff themselves. Wow, rude. <laughs> <laughs> the, bar- the bard probably buffs themselves a lot. She's very shiny. Her pelt is immaculately buffed. I'm sorry, what do we get for Bless? Uh, you get a... Whenever you make a attack roll or a saving throw, you can roll a d4 and add it to the number rolled. Is it just one time or as long as you're concentrating? As long as I'm concentrating. Very good. Zilnot, second in the round. What do you do? Um, Zilnot will... Do I see something? No, because you're in this bubble of light, which means any dark vision you'd have would be negated. It would end at the light, and uh, whatever made the noise is outside the range of the light spell. Okie doke. I assume the dragon, the drake goes on my turn. Yeah, is the drake still flying above where everybody fell? Uh, the drake is, yes, it's still flying, but it'll fly down a little so that it okay. can stay within range. Um, yeah, since I can't see anything, I think the the logical thing for me to do is... To just um, go invisible. Ooh. So okay. I'll go nice. invisible and ready in action to attack uh, anything that looks like a threat with my bow. Okay. So you cast invisibility, or no? You have you have like that as the spells of furbolg, huh? Mm-hmm. Furbolgs are wild. Furbolg. Dav. Thing. Uh, Dav is uncomfortable with what's going on here. This is not great. This is not ideal. This is a lot of things that horses don't like: being in a hole, being in the dark creepy noises, uh, Davy is going to pull out her spear. Dang, I also wanted to move. My bad. I mean, you just say you did, Jeff. Jay couldn't see it anyway. You're invisible. Yeah, That's I don't true. know what you did. Yeah, I moved my full <laughs> distance away from... Keep in mind, keep in mind, in order to get the benefits of the bless, you have to stay within 30 feet of me. Okay, well then I... If you gave me bless, then I stayed within 30 feet of the blessing. But I still moved slightly away. Sure. Uh, Dav is going to give herself heroism. 
Heroinism. Heroinism. Okay. Because uh, I, I like to ask bards what it looks like when their spells are cast. What does it look like when Dav casts a spell? Um, she just props her spear up against her shoulder, and then she picks up the mouthpiece to her horn, and she just lets out a... It's not as cacophonous as a normal bagpipe because it's lower, but it's one of those sounds like when the bass is pumped up really high and you feel your lungs flutter because your diaphragm is vibrating. Okay. She just plays like a, a quick trill of that, if you can call that that level of bass a trill, and the instrument glows and she glows. Something in the dark makes a mockery of what you just did and answers back. Yeah, but I have temporary hit points, so it's okay. That's good. Uh, and that's gonna make it. <laughs> Sheila. Alright, I, I guess I will cast, uh... Bark skin. Ah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Wouldn't it be wolf skin? I'm going to have to call up Randall and see if he still has the pun jar lying around. It's going to be filling up today. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? Yes. I will hide behind uh, Zilnot. No, you won't. I'm mad invisible. <laughs> you act like I can't smell you, bud. Yes. <laughs> I have heightened senses, my man. I can smell you. A sort of quiet settles over as you guys all cast your preparatory spells. As the baghorn notes fade away from the casting of his spell, it, there's like this weird lull, and then all of a sudden, this red blur dashes forward and closes the 20 feet distance of the light and attacks Dav. Uh, I'm gonna and go ahead and guy. say that it runs past Emily. She can make an attack of opportunity if she attack wishes. Attack of op. I'm yep. ready to action to attack it. Sure, go Warcaster. for it. Warcaster. Uh, I'm sure over 20 hits it. Yeah. It's fine, Jay. I got shit to do today anyway. I didn't need to go more than one round. <laughs> no, it's okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right. I'm sure. I got 19 health. I could probably do one round. So, Zilnot, as it comes into the light, what did you do? Uh, as it came into the light, as soon as I saw it, I caught a bead on it. I had my bow drawn, and pff, my longbow launches an arrow strikes it deftly with an over 20. I think I was uh, 20, something like 21. Sure. And uh, I use the infused strike because that's a reaction from my Drake companion. He Ooh. shoots out a little lightning and so there's a there's one lightning damage extra on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also uh, 7 plus 5, which is what, 13? No, 14, uh, 12. 12. 12 damage. 12 damage plus the one, so 13 damage total. So just to get this straight, Jeff, you shoot him with an arrow, mm -hmm. and then your Drake companion spits on it. No, you're shoehorning that in. Anyway, Justine, <laughs> as, it as, it, as it takes an arrow, it runs past you. What did you do? Uh, so I recalculated that would be a 16. Ooh, okay. So you roll and... a, you're attacking it, or you're... Yeah, it's an, it's an attack, and I'm using inflict wounds. Because you have Warcaster. Yeah, because I yes. have Warcaster. And that is three die ten damage, so... Oh, Jesus. Ooh, 17 damage as it passes by. By the mother. All right. <laughs> nice uh, nice opening fire. So, it takes oh, all Oh, by the that. way, guys, I said I'm a cleric. Mm-hmm. That seems like a cleric spell to me. It's... Yeah, it's very cleric-y, I think. Uh, actually, Slightly so, terrifying. And it runs up on Dab. Dab, what's your armor class? Uh, 39. <laughs> it's sure. not down after taking that much damage. No, there we go. Know. Twelve. 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 I had to find yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, so it goes ahead and it runs up and it hits you for seven damage with a claw. I need you to roll a constitution Rude. 14 saving throw. Oh, I'm good at that. Yeah, that's oh. good. As it. No, I'm, I'm not. And then it dashes away from you 
Fuck yeah, that's a five. Nice. Uh, cool. Noted. Uh, as it dashes backwards from you, you go ahead and make an attack, and it reaches back toward Emily and slashes at her as well. It rolled a natural 20, Emily. So it's gonna do 14 damage to you, and I need you to roll a con save. Ow. God dang. Do we know what this thing is? I don't get an attack until it gets very far away. I had my spear out. That's okay, because after it tries to hit her, it goes ahead and it moves another five feet and tries to get at the corgi. However, it runs fully into Jeff now, who just appeared out of nowhere, and it wasn't prepared for (laughs) Jeff to be standing there. But Jeff is visible now because you shot, correct? You fired? Okay. Yes, I am visible now that I have fired my butt. Does a 14 hit you? Me? Yes. No. Okay. So in its panic, it like didn't expect to see you there, and it throws its claw off and it doesn't hit. Justine, what'd you get for your con save? 23. Okay. That's uh, top of the round. That's going to make it your turn again, Emily. Ow. Did I get an AO in there somewhere? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Go ahead and do yours. Okay. I did. All right. Yeah, it moved another five feet to get at Zilnot. So yeah, you get to attack. Uh, Dabby stabs it right in the back with her spear and says, uh, bite the swine, you road apple. And just <laughs> right, in, right in the back. Such a very good insult from a centaur. Six damage. Does anyone know what the hell this creature is? Does any of our party recognize this thing? Top of the round, as that kind of happens, and you guys get a okay glimpse at it. It's moving very quick. I'll let everybody roll an arcana check. Oh, Fuck, I almost did that. In that. Look at that. Hold on, two plus. Uh, Hell 16. yeah. Two plus. 16. Did I roll a dirty Mitch? Dirty Mitch! Yeah! <laughs> oh, Justine, so rolling a Mitch is a nat four. Rolling a dirty Mitch is when your mods are so bad and your roll is so bad. Do you still get a You four? got a four after the uh, Hey, uh, I also rolled got a it. dirty Mitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah! Uh, what about I rolled Mitch a 12. Himself? Wow. All right. So, Dav, you think this is something extra planar for sure. Uh, you, d- you, you think maybe a demon could be? Uh, just because it's wicked, it's nasty, and you don't like the way its claws felt on you. Justine, you think that it's probably, it's definitely something chaotic. It could be something from Limbo. Uh, it's not likely a demon, um, specifically, but you guys are still on the same path. You don't exactly know what it is, though, even with a 16 roll. It's something you've never seen before. This might be a note. My favorite en- enemy is Celestial. Wild choice. Uh, it is not a Celestial. Yeah. But we are in what I will say. Uh, I believe you said that your your favorite terrain is Swamp, and I will allow this area to be a swampy area. Hell yeah. Uh, top of the round, Emily, it's your turn. Okay. Ow. I'm just gonna, just mm-hmm. gonna cure wounds on myself. Okay. Oh, and I'd have to, I'd have to roll a con save for seeing if I keep Bless. Yes, you do. With advantage. All right, that was a 19 for holding the spell, so... Yeah, I think that's there. enough. Yeah, I think you're good. So, oh, shit, me too. Yes, um, I cast Cure Wounds on myself because, ouch, I'm bloodied. Yes, bring back the fourth edition words. Yes. <laughs> bloodied is the only thing that should carry forward. There's a few things, actually. I'm a, I'll, I'll, I healed I'll, I'll, myself. I stand some fourth edition shit. How much did you heal for? I healed myself for six. Right on. Uh, is that going to be the end of your turn, or are you going to move? Um... No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay where I am. Okay, Zilna. Uh, yeah. You have an ugly red, and now that it's in your face and you've gotten a good look at it, you tried to reg- register it. It's a like twelve foot, but it's hunched over like your like size proportions, but bulky, and it has really long, elongated arms that end in wicked claws. It has a frog-like face filled with like sparsely, uh, sparsely placed teeth. 
You telling me this isn't a slod? That's real meta. I'm not telling but... you anything. <laughs> Cause that's a celestial. What's a sol- What's a salad? And it's not. <laughs> uh, Are you hungry, bro? What's a salad? I, I got a slot waiting stats for me. In the game? I got a slot waiting for me after this. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so now it's in close range. I got my bow out. So that's unfucking fortunate. Can I instead? There's an action to shove. Can I just like kick shove this thing away? Yeah. It's yeah, pretty big, it. but I'm also Athletics pretty big. Check? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. That's not going to be great. I hope you did worse. I Nine. did not. 19. Damn it. Um, All right. You you push on him and you find how solid it is. It's uh, alarmingly well built. And uh, it's even though it has these weird bifurcated like backwards bent legs, they ha- find good purchase with their claws against the rotten timbers below it as it shoves back against you. Uh, do you do anything else? Uh, the, dry, the drake, since it's right here, will attack. Sure. It gets uh, 20 to hit. Hit. And it will do uh, seven damage. It bites it. All right. <laughs> like fly by, but flies in and bites it real quick. 43. You guys are really tearing into him. Is that and, the end of your uh, turn? It's also really tearing into us. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You're no. going to make me expend all my spell slots. You better. I'm also going to move because I feel like that's, that's a reasonable... So I'm going to, like, try to take some steps away from it. Uh, sure. Stay within bless range, but just move away from it. And You're not disengaging, though, so it's going to swipe at you? Yeah, it gets, it'll gets. it give it a swipe. Okay. What's your armor class? 16. Well, that's a nat one. You're good. You, 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 you shove it. You do put it off balance enough that when you step away, at, yeah. uh, along with your attack from your drake, you get away from him without him hitting at you. He tries and he fails. That's going to make like it... To- I like to think it's one solid movement. Like, I kick at him to shove oh, yeah. off, and I move away in the same Do, like, movement. a hop skip backwards? Yeah. yeah. Love it. Dav. Um, yeah, no, Dav sucks. So, <laughs> Davy is not happy with what's going on. She gets her four temporary HP back, which is dope. She steps five feet forward to be back in range, makes an attack, and unless a ten hits, misses. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. It has an eleven, doesn't it? It has a fourteen. Did, did oh, you okay. get blessed? You do no. have blood. Oh, she didn't bless that. <laughs> oh, I blessed, no, I blessed oh, the wait. corgi instead because I thought it would be hilarious. Now, so I'll say this, Mitch. Um, the situation that I just painted, you are flanking this creature with Jeff right now, with, with Zilnot. Go ahead and give you another shot at that because, yeah, you're, you're absolutely ah, flanking. That's a 14. That's a hit. <laughs> that's a hit. Uh, Davi is not happy with what's going on. She steps forward like just enough to give it a poke. Almost not enough. Almost not enough. Uh, Almost I think what happens is enough. he kicks off of it and it barely moves, but it's just enough for you to give it a little pokey poke. Eight damage. Alright. Ooh, nice roll. So, Sheila, uh, your yes. invisible blockade has now become visible and has kind of done a hop skip back over the top of you and is now standing I'm just going to say over you because that there's fine. no other way for that to go. That is fine. I'm actually going to take off and I'm going to zigzag toward toward behind uh, Dav, and as I'm doing so, I'm going to hop up into the air, and I'm going to say, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> and as I do so, while I'm in the air, I cast uh, a Guiding Bolt. Okay. Ooh. That is a 12 plus 4. That's a hit. 
is 13 damage. Ooh. And God then damn. I land swiftly on my feet and I continue going. And uh, at this point, I will hide behind death. Okay. And uh, on a hit, the target takes 46 radiant. And uh, the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. All right. Yeah. So. Sick. So that makes it this red beast's turn. Uh, your dragon is within range, correct? Because it um, just attacked? Yeah, technically. I, I, okay. I would have had it, f- like, flutter in and flutter out. You know what I'm saying? It would have but... got an attack of opportunity if it did that, so... Okay, then yes, it's within range. Okay. All right, so it's going to swipe once at your at your little your Drake buddy. It hits. That's going to take another... It hits an armor class of 16? It does, yeah. That's going to be seven damage to your Drake. It swipes up, tries to bat it, bat your dragon away out of the air, and then it dives toward you again, Jeff. Or Don't you fuck dives toward you again, Zilna. Ooh, that's an 18 plus something or other. Yeah, so that one's another hit. That's going to be eight damage to Zilnot. Okay. And I need you to roll. I need you. I need you and your dragon to roll me a DC 14 Constitution saving throw. Uh, as you as you roll the con saves, it's also going to dance away from you. You can go ahead and roll an attack after you roll the saves because it's going to try to run from you again. And it's going to hit uh, Emily one more time. It misses. He uh, leaves my threat range and the dragon's threat range. Yeah. Okay, dragon misses. That's unfortunate. Ooh, but I hit 19 plus 9, maybe less, because I'm swinging the, the, the thing at him. Okay. Uh, but still, it's a 19. So I'll swing my bow at him, because that's all I can do. That's a D4. And yep. the dragon can still infuse on that. So that's a total of 12 damage. Top of the round with Emily. All right. Um, How is everyone looking? Eh. If you're not bloodied, I don't care. I'm good. I'm chilling. I've only taken the damage from falling. You guys also see, as all this damage goes on, and I give you the DM gives you that high five. Uh, you do watch as some of the damage that you guys just caused heals on the back Son of, of this animal, this beast. You watch its oh. wounds start to seal up, and you realize that it has some sort of regeneration. I hate this. Oh, we don't want that. So I'm gonna cast Chill Touch on it. There you go. Good shit. Ooh. Hey, everyone's been taking advantage since my guiding bolt, right? Cause he shiny. He's shiny. He's glowing so. Gl- that's the. That's why you can see the regen. Is because he's so shiny. <laughs> All right. So I am going to chill touch it, which is a, and I rolled a four on the blessed die, so that's wow. an eighteen. That's a hit. That is going to be five damage. But the most important thing is it can't regen hit points until. It's until I believe it's its next turn. I think it's the end of your next turn. So end you can, of your you can end keep of my going. next turn. Yeah, you can keep hitting it with that. Does that mean... What does your chill touch look like? Cold, um, duh. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Cold. It's a necromantic it's like, thing. It is. So you see this cleric manifest a skeletal hand that touches this creature. Woof. <laughs> she, like, degloves her hand, bitch slaps him, puts her skin back on. <laughs> no. So you're not a heavy goblin cleric. No, I'm not. Uh, this this doesn't seem out of the ordinary to 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 me at all. Like Zilna un- understands. Zilna, what do you what? understand? It is your turn. Sure, I'm gonna. You know, I've break. I've broken some distance, so I can use this bow I got again. So I'm gonna do that for sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Do I still have advantage? Uh, I think so. Cool. 
Oh, and my, and that, and that too. Okay, 13 plus 8, uh, 21. Is that and it? then 10 damage from the longbow. Okay. Well, arrow sinks I, into uh, its back. Dunk. Yeah. Reach back and sink another arrow into that son of a gun. Yeah. It's, in your, it's, uh, it's like, next, it's it, within range of your melee, it's within the 10 feet mark, and it's attacking Evelyn. It never left my 10 foot mark on the last round, right? It is danced in and out of it repeatedly. Uh, no, not since your last attack. No, because it okay, came back okay. to you now. Yeah, alright. Um, if I need to move back, if she needs to move back, she does. Dab just maintains absolute maximum distance with this thing. Okay, yeah. And she pokes it. Sure. Uh, she stabs it again, and she deals seven damage. Okay. Uh, simple round, is that it? I, yes. Alright, you canter over the top of uh, I, uh, Sheila. I'm playing Risk, Jay. I wait for everyone to do their bullshit, and then I get three troops. <laughs> My options are spells that will only hit the party. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in a rough you're in a rough patch. Uh, Sheila. Yes, you, uh... You see, uh, a Dav canter back where it's to reveal Sheila with a dagger in her mouth. <laughs> and, uh, she runs forward and dashes toward this, uh, monster thing. Okay. And... I was so correct on casting Bless on the Sheba. Yep. <laughs> Corgi. But we're running Corgi. forward. Uh, I am running by and hitting it with the dagger in her mouth. Mm-hmm. And that is a... 14 to hit? That's barely hit. Misa okay, Beast, that baby! Is, that is five damage, and then as I, uh, and I keep going, five? I'm just gonna keep running on by. So I get to hit hit you then, because you That's ran fine. by? Okay. Yep. That's a hit. It's a okay. S- uh, right? Wait. Uh, what's your armor class? 16. Yeah, barely. I realize 16's probably at the range where I might actually have to ask. Uh, you're gonna go ahead and take... Oh, that's a rough one. Uh, that's gonna be a total of... 11? Yeah, okay. 11 damage. And I need you to roll that con save. Con save, 19. 19? You son of a bitch. All right. And then as I make it to the other side of the room after taking that hit, uh, I am going to uh, say, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and as I do, listener, as listener, I make it. He put a knife in his mouth so that it was accurate. <laughs> And Which is as, funny, because uh, it really didn't change much. Didn't. As I get to the other end of the room, uh, a light, a brightly glowing stone comes out of my pouch, and it flies towards said monster to hit it square in the head. 15 to hit. Hit. And that is three damage. <laughs> three it, damage with a glowing stone. As it plinks off its head and then comes right back to the pouch in my back. <laughs> okay. Dangerous. How much damage? Three? Three damage. Just three. Okay. I did a total of eight damage there. I am a corgi. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are, bud. Hell yeah, you are. All right. Uh, I am also, for anyone that cares, I am down to four health. Oh, you're fine. I mean, not much I can do about that. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just putting it out there. All right. I can stab you. That makes it. So That'll help. I think, um... I should interrupt ever so slightly to describe the type of healer that I'm playing. Walk it off, Pansy. Word. Walk it off, Pansy. All right. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, this red toad, this demon in your lives. Uh, it's its turn. It's gonna go ahead and uh, run at past Emily. It swipes at her as it goes by. That's gonna be another hit. This one only does four damage. 
uh, it then runs. Uh, no, it's gonna actually. It's gonna leave Dav's uh, attack range again. Oh, thank God, not one. Oh God, and then uh, and it's chasing after the prey, the running corgi that just hit it in the head. Um, oh no. Um. Okay. Does it get an attack of? Do I get an attack block? Is it past me? You do. Okay. Ooh, that's not great. Wait, do I still have advantage on it? No, not anymore. Or is that gone away? It's gone. It, it, yeah, it just went. It's gone. That's a ten before the blast dice. Uh, 13, no. so I'm gonna pop Favored by the Gods. Ooh, you say not quite enough. What does Favored by the Gods do? Uh, starting at first level, Divine Power gr- guards your destiny. If you fail a saving throw or miss with an attack roll, you can roll 2d4 and add it to the total, possibly changing the outcome. Okay, uh, if you, you can't roll low enough to not hit, so you hit. Okay, perfect. And, um, that's gonna be another Inflict Wounds. Okay. So that is a... This is going after the corgi, and no one touches the corgi. <laughs> a total of 12 damage from inflict wounds. Okay. You watch as its skin sort of melts away. You see pieces of weird bone shining through, and it doesn't look good, but it does manage to get away from you, and it makes two attacks at Sheila. Sheila, I, you're you're going to get uh, hit twice. They yeah. each do seven damage, and I need you to roll con saves. You need me to roll that saving throw. I do, but... So, Ryan, yeah, you you do get hit for seven, which, as you stated, is going to drop you down, but I still am going to need yeah. two constitution saves, and, okay. uh... Okay. That's not good. And then that is better. Uh, I got a seven, which I will roll my D4 for, which I don't think will do anything. So, now you're going to need to make... You immediately have one failed death save because it hit you after you were down. Yeah. And uh, that's going to make it Emily's turn now. So now... I'm going to sprint over to the corgi. <laughs> okay, you see this thing? It's like half slumped over the, the corgi's body, uh, trying to like claw at it. Uh, the corgi has gone completely limp as you show up uh, to the aid. It is still alive, but it, it doesn't look like it's doing great. Corgi, no! Both of them. <laughs> Both of them technically yeah, still as, alive. Uh... As I was still taking off toward the other side of the room, uh, it swipes at me and it takes me to the side and I go rolling against a wall. No! And it's just kind of standing over me at this point. Yep. Sheila says, yep. All right. Uh, spare the dying on the corgi. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dope. The corgi does not die today. Thank you. And then bonus action to regain that spell slot, but I can't do anything else because that was an action. Okay. Uh, I appreciate so you. I will just sort Did of you have like to touch the corgi position. to heal it? So, yeah. Okay, just so I know where you are. Uh, Zilnot, your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. That's right. Does this thing look like it's a large creature to me? Like, Yes. I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike, and you already have advantage because you're large, <clears throat> so you can't get double advantage. Uh, sure. Ooh, hell yeah. So I, I hit you. Uh, are we still using the new um, crit rules? Hey, hey, hey uh, don't worry about it, because like it literally has one hit point. Oh, cool! <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> so and what you're telling me? Oh, also for <laughs> flavor, I killed the corgi. For flavor, I want to change the way the staring strike looks. Uh, chains fly around it. Oh, cool! Uh, slam into the ground. Cool. And what damage did you do on the ensnaring strike? Oh, like a bunch. You say it got advantage on its roll, so it does save for what that's worth? Like, what? what's the save? The strength save just means it doesn't get ensnared. Oh, okay. So it manages to, like, kind of fight off the, the chains as they strike it. What damage did you do? 
Oh, I did uh, 8 plus 8, 16 plus 4, or oh. plus 5. Yeah, it seems like it's really putting a, a, that co old college try to not be ensnared. Not that matters is like one of the chains just fully hits it straight in the dome. And it goes out like a light and stops. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. arrow that did the 8 plus 8. The yes, there you strike, go. Justine, did you have something? Oh, I just wanted to let you all know that 1.30, my mom texted me back. Thanks, love you too. Uh, <laughs> all right. You can go ahead and make, give yourself plus one point to whatever stat that is. Uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah, so the arrow strikes him as all the chains get, he like bats all the chains, even though this arrow has struck him like fully in the like center dome, just right in the forehead. And he's scrambling and like knocking chains away. And he looks like he like stands up straight, knocks your chains off and then collapses next to Sheila, and the fight is over. And as it collapses, uh, Sheila wakes up and shakes it off. If anyone doesn't know, Spare the Dying just immediately stabilizes me, and I don't have to roll saving throws anymore. Yep, you are still unconscious, I believe, but not you that You do that need matters. a point of healing, though, which I am going to I use my last spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on you. Fantastic. A quick search of the building. You find what was left of one of the survivors. Um, and you guys, you guys get help you guys help each other, but you also make it out fine. No worse yeah. for the wear, though definitely beat up. After the fight, you are congratulated- Heal seven. <laughs> I got After seven. After the fight, you are congratulated by Grandma. I'm moving past it. You guys won. Congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Well, I, rolled a, thing I rolled medicine, so. Sure. 18. On yourself? Yes. On, on myself and the dragon. Do you uh, have a healer's kit? No. Doesn't matter. It's just a, I just want to- after I'm the just fight, making sure that I'm not going to get infected with something or anything like that. That's really what it's. I mean, you find nothing wrong with you. Perfect. Or the dragon. After the fight, you're congratulated by Granlin, and you go about your lives. You spend time in Griffinport getting to know the people and helping out the church. This sponsored message brought to you by me, Zelfie Forever, your special guest for this podcast. Costume designer for film, television, and theater turned social media strategist, costumer, and occasional Twitch streamer. You can find me on Instagram and Twitch as well as across all other gaming networks. Just search Zelfie Forever. That's X-E-L-F-I, the number four, ever. I've got lots of costume content and collaborations coming soon, so make sure you follow me. Three months later, it's the day of the mother. Oh, shit. Okay. And while going about your business and wherever you happen to be within the city of Griffinport, Sheila and Dad. Shit. You guys feel a sharp pain in your chest. Oh, no. Uh, and even though you don't feel it, your Drake immediately emits a scream wherever you are, Zilnot. And it just falls out of the air and lays on the ground and starts to writhe. You start to feel this pain in your chest. And your chill goes up your spine as your heart starts to feel like something is beating against it. The pain's so intense that you collapse to the ground, gasping and screaming, falling to the ground wherever each of you were at the time. People nearby run to your aid, uneasily shouting, asking how they can help. Foam starts to build up in your esophagus, and the pain starts to become so unbearable that the world turns red and then black. The last thing you remember is that nearby, your would-be aide is calling for a priestess. Can I use a story point? I'd like to use a story point. Uh, <laughs> da Davy gets one word out before she blacks out, and it's just, Whiskey! <laughs> uh, it it's, it's, it's great. Uh, you really are the centaur of attention in this place that you are right now as you die. Um, so, Emily, you get a call. 
on the day of the mother. You didn't have this problem. You made all your saves. Uh, also, Zildot, you come running, bringing your your Drake to the Church of Vespera, thinking maybe they can help. You and Emily appearing just in, just at the same time, and you help everybody. At, you you are alarmed to see that that Sheila and Dav, <laughs> a whole team of people carrying Dav on a cart to the t- the, t- the Sisters of Vespera, and there's a lot of panic. But the Sisters of Vespera have it under control. Uh, okay. Even though. Good. There is this a little bit of a scary moment when you realize that it doesn't look good because everyone's hearts explode and a giant crater is created in their chest. And they die. But you do have high-level priestesses on your side. You've done a lot of work for the Sisters of Vespera. So everyone is resurrected. Jesus. Did you, I get my whiskey? And you, you guys, because it's been so hectic, you end up falling asleep in the same room as them. And you all awake the next day in plush beds in the Temple of Vespera. All four of you tucked into the salmon sheets of your hospital wing. Mother Granlin is seated in her large rocking chair as though she has kept a vigil over you all, and she perks up as you all awake. Woof. Did Davy get the goddamn whiskey? There is a tumbler of of something, uh, of ice, uh, next to you, and a pitcher. You don't know what's in the pitcher. Um. As you reach for it, it's whiskey. <laughs> Zilnot, uh... <laughs> Still not speaks in draconic to the Drake. Yeah. That's what draconic sounds like. Canonically, that's it now. Yeah. Holy, hey, hey, my mom just messaged me. Oh, hey, you can have one. <laughs> I didn't message her, but she got where she's going safe and not dead. So, mission does accomplished. It does not. Counts enough. Uh, counts enough in the fact that it doesn't matter anymore. As you guys come uh, yeah. alive... And you come awake, uh, Emily and Zilnot as well. Uh, you guys realize very quickly that something is in the room that wasn't in the room when everybody kind of passed out. Because whatever had happened to your friends, they they pushed them you they pushed you out of the way for a moment to, because you know doctors are doing their thing. Uh, hold on, so you don't know exactly what happened. Only that it went poorly and they died. They got resurrected, and now next to everyone's bed, who had their attack is also a crib. What? There are little rocking cribs Um, next to the people who died. So next to Sheila, and next to the Drake, and next to Dav are these little little cribs. It's, um, it's a strange day. Um, it's the day of the mother, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised something like this might happen. But it's good that you all made it. Uh, we had to do some high-level magics to bring some of you back. Um, and it's, well, we're in a bit of a pickle on how to handle this, but the, but I will say, congratulations, your mothers. What? Uh, Sheila, you, you sit up and you look over the the edge of your crib. Uh, you put your puppy paws and you rock it forward and, uh, something is moving underneath a blanket. Uh, I move said blanket with my teeth. As everyone kind of looks, you see this strange frog-like tadpole creature. It is red, and it is glowing tiny little claws. Uh, Sheila, there are six in yours, because I looked up a litter size for a corgi. So you yeah. gave her the six, had to. And uh, and then and then the everyone's, just, it looks a little bit like them, but otherwise it looks like the creature that you guys had. But yours have like vaguely canine features. <laughs> Uh, the other one is like, you can see like the draconic aspect and they're like actually a, a shade of blue. And 
And Davnuts is also a deep shade of blue. Davnuts. Davnuts. Dav <laughs> Still not and Davnut. Uh, Davy, yours is a deep shade of blue, but it also seems to have a second torso. <laughs> Two torsos, huh? Fun. Uh, Davy's finishing her whiskey, and then she's looking at what the fuck is going on. And, and yeah, just looks at- Why blue? Granlin sits up from her rocker and says, Well, it seems that we didn't recognize what you fought before, but we've done some research, and it looks like there's slod. And when a slod, let's say, impregnates a caster, they sometimes come out blue. I guess it feels the same way about your dragon. Uh, Zilnot looks at, uh, <laughs> at Granlin and goes, Our mother will be interested. And then stares back down. <laughs> I'm sure Ryan, ding me. Creepy. Ryan, ding me. Oh, ding, oh my, ding, I am ding. so not ready for that. Ding. <laughs> Mitch's random fact. Ow! Uh, Jay, I'm going to correct you. Davies is not blue. Davies is a blue Rowan. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, okay. that's the horse color equivalent. Good God. Okay. What exactly is a blue Rowan, really? What does that look like? Well, it, it's a blue-gray color across most of the base, but it looks like it has highlights of a, an auburn or a rust orange, and sometimes flecking in spots of black. Sure. So anyway, it seems, it seems Emily, that your constitution was very good and you resisted this. It, I, I saw your wounds. It looks like you all should have been infected. You as well, Zilnot. You, uh, it's, you're lucky. Uh, I have hopped into the cradle at this point myself, and I am nursing. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like her fully, first they're litter. Like, they're full on biting. Just like, yeah, this isn't hurts. the first go around. I'm not stoked about it, but I am nursing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so it's it's nice that you... She She's... It's good that there's not going to be a lot of worry from... Uh, Zilnot, Dav, if it was... Wait, did you just alien us? Yes, I did. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Slod is a wonderful And the movie themes continue. Da Dav, Zilnot, um, it looks like she's made her choice. This is the day of the mother, and this is a lot, and it's not exactly what we would call normal childbirth. So, I understand if you don't want to take care of them, but it's being the day of the mother. We can't do anything to these children. It would be a sin in our order. So, they're under our protection. I don't know what you want to do. Woof? Protection? Why, why, do I, why do they need protection, Jay? Well, they are beings of chaos and limbo, and they will grow up to be the monster that you fought. Woof. Can't we just, like, banish them back to their plane, whatever they came from? I cannot do any ill will to them on the day of the mother. Arr. And they're born on the day of the mother, so some of the priestesses seem to think it's something divine. I, uh, I growled at the notion of banishing them. Isn't this thing going to eat people? Eventually. I, I, um, work with the Moors. I'm a Morian. Um, do I know if the Moors can just send this thing back? Yeah, you can, they can be banished, yeah. Cool. Banishment is, is an option. Yeah, I, uh. Banishment doesn't hurt them, it just sends them well, back. It sends to them where they, they properly belong. Yeah. And they are beings of limbo. They are. They formerly were known as the Celestials of the Chaotic Plains, but I guess not anymore. Anyways, 
I swoop it up in my giant hand because I'm just this long, <laughs> gangly thing. So just, I swoop it up in my giant hand. Vaguely blue-tinged dragon toad tadpole with its little tail flops over your arm and dangles. And then it waggles as you hold it. It just wiggle, 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 wiggle. It smiles at you, but it's just a mouthful <laughs> of like nasty yellow teeth. Yeah, I look over at Gremlin and go, I will consult the moors. If you're going to do anything, uh, tomorrow, we can do it tomorrow. Today is sacred. They stay here. What? I agree. You're keeping it here? Sounds good. And Davy gets up (laughs) and leaves. (laughs) As as Davy goes As Davy goes to leave, she looks down at what the corgi is doing, and then she looks down at her chest, and she looks back at the baby and goes, Oh no, dear, you did enough damage the first time, I'm sure. And she just proceeds out, unless anyone stops her. Woof. So Dav leaves. Yes. Dav doesn't want this shit. I am woofing nonstop at this point until yeah. somebody puts that other baby in my crib. Her baby. Yes. Dav's baby. All right. Um, Granlin looks over. Okay. Okay. Who okay. speaks Shari and Corgi? I don't know. Granlin, apparently. Granlin speaks it. I have comprehend languages I can cast. That might work. I speak. I speak. I'm not joking you. I speak almost 10 languages. None of them are Shari and Gorgi. So. <laughs> of course not. I understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that I hear. So I guess I'll I'll um I'll cast comprehend languages. Sure. Uh, on the Corgi. Emily, you cast comprehend languages and uh Ryan, go ahead and tell us what Sheila says. Put this baby in the crib. Now. <laughs> oh. Now. Oh, right. Now. Um, oh okay. Okay. Right now. And I'll pick up I'll pick up the baby right now. all awkwardly, like put it put it on my shield first and sort of like now. slide it into the crib on my <laughs> from my shield. <laughs> it's all slime me down the front. <laughs> Dab, as you leave, you 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 kick open the fucking door like I'm out, bitches. I ain't gonna be no mama. Uh <laughs> she opens it gracefully oh, sure. and kicks it close. Kicks it <laughs> Perfect. As you kick it closed though, you see the they're like a, a priestess is running down the hall. Uh, you may have bumped into her before you recognize her as Sister Mary. And she's like, is Grandland here? We have a problem. Um, the, a, a portal has opened up outside the, the temple. Is she here? Uh, Davy just points backwards over her shoulder and keeps walking. All right. Wait, what? 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 A, what, a portal to where? Uh, limbo. A portal to not my problem? And Dav turns around and goes back with her. So you do go back with her. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Dabby's gonna re- Dabby's gonna return to sender that bitch. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So Mary bursts in like right after Dav leaves, and she's like, "Granlin, Granlin, a portal to Limbo has opened. Um, I think they might be coming for the children." Of note, while all of that was happening, while uh, while Sheila was barking and they were trying to figure that out, Zilnot was over the crib, hunched as far over as that would possibly be. Speaking to this thing in abyssal, celestial, sylvan, <laughs> infernal, seeing if it hey, has any of version of recogni- recognition. Uh, it, it just sort of coos at all of them, but like after you try it, like the tenth language, a voice in your head goes, "Hey, Dad," because it has a sixty-foot telepathy. Zilnat <laughs> <laughs> stands straight up and looks down at it. Dad, Dad. Dad. Dad! 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 Dad. Oh, Dad. Where's, Where's mom? 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 
Mom? Um, I, I then look down at it and go, Not your father. Dad! Dad is coming, then. Oh. It's a good thing all of this is happening in your mind, because that would be terrifying if I knew about it. <laughs> Dad is coming, then, is about when Mary busts in. Yeah, Mary busts in, and she's like, A portrait to Limbo has just opened up outside. Uh, Granlin, um, what are we gonna do? Granlin turns to Emily. Emily, you're not fully a sister, but I consider you just near and dear. Um, we... I guess they need I to make we a leave choice. them with the in-laws. You're not there. He came back. Came back. He's standing came in the doorway. Came back to get rid of this thing. He's standing in the doorway. Uh, Granlin turns to Emily. Uh, Emily, um, you seem to lead this group a little bit. Please, we need to talk to them and figure out what they want to do. The church will back you either way. Oh man, you're really gonna. I gotta. You're our guest. You're really I gotta give, put you put on the dilemma spot. on me. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to make the choice, but maybe you should. You should tell them. All right. You see, you see over in the corner, you've got Zilna with the, one of the babies in his arms and Shia just barking. And as the, the other one has been placed, trying to get it put in, it's bigger. It's fully like. It's like the size of Sheila. Yeah, it's like the size of <laughs> Sheila and the others are like have to like get pushed to the side to make room. <sighs> Zilna has put it back in the crib, has picked up the crib because Zilna knows just as much in this scenario as everybody else since it's slad pole started talking to him. Uh, since noticing that you put it back in the crate I'm also, or in the crib I'm gonna start barking at you as well to put it with me no, I put it in the crib and I am holding the crib fantastic you're holding the the entire crib I picked up the crib I can still understand (laughs) I can still understand you (laughs) yeah, so so Sheila is telling Emily to tell (laughs) Zilda give me that one so darling, I'm just going to I'm just going to take these home then give me that one Sure, I whatever. He's got it. He's not feeding <sighs> it. All right. D- Dabby, <laughs> Dabby just starts pulling the whole crib with the dog in it out. We're no, just gonna, no, we're gonna hey. FedEx the whole thing Gr- home. Granlin's no. big meaty arm just blocks the doorway like a fucking cr- just truck stop, just boom right in front of you. At least wait for them to make their choice, Dad. Yeah, they'll make it for them. I like to think of it more of assisted decision making. No. Besides, I'm not separating them. I'm just sending them all away. We are decidedly pro-choice at the Church of Vespera. (laughs) And I choose to send them all. The dog can stay with them. I cast Hold Person on the centaur. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm going to roll, but I expect that that works. I I, uh, am holding the crib and, and taking my long strides out the door as she blocks it. And I look down. And I speak to the the dragon and Draconic, and I look. We have made our decision. They are coming. We give them what they want. It's oh, where okay. they what? belong. Uh, but well, hold on. Em- the, yes, Emily. The core. Sheila hasn't made her hasn't made the, her decision yet. They're mine. <laughs> she obviously wants to keep them. Look. You're She's like snapping at death. Unless bottom. you did, you beat a wisdom saving throw of twelve. <laughs> I don't think I did, but maybe Wiz save twelve. <laughs> oh, ten minus two. Oh. Ah. You didn't say shit. 
So da- Dav's just fully like frozen. However, in place. the door you is didn't. very blocked. Yeah, Dav's just Perfect. fully frozen in place with one arm dragging the the thing, and I think Sheila's just gnawing at a thumb, trying to get her hand off. The- yeah, if something is uh, coming for them now, they have to go through Dav. Sure. <laughs> All right. Dav has Fine. a big ass. I guess we're doing this. Fuck it. If you want to keep the babies, yes. your babies, and Fine. you want to return your baby back to where it came from. Yeah. You hear commotion out in the hallway and- Nothing is going to stop the sanctity of this day. Thank you, Emily. You've said it best. Right. Uh, Dev pipes up. Davy pipes up and says- Or what was Davy? Uh, Dev wasn't saying anything. Dev was like shit. (laughs) Yeah, Davy speaks up and says- Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, so she- Granlin just, her face appears in front of Dav, and she's like, I know you can hear me. Um, I know that you don't want to be a mother, and that's fine. Have you thought of adoption? It seems that someone already wishes to take up the child. Davy says, Can you let her go? <laughs> she, she needs to answer that question. I drop it. I was going to return it. I don't want it. They do. Let them have it. The, no, Raise it. it seems do that everyone... whatever they do with it. They want to keep it, so if you don't let go of that, you'll be going against the wishes of... Her and her children, but I'm asking you if you'd like to give your rights of yours over to Sheila. Woof. I was just going to send Sheila with them. That's rude, and I'll kill you. Seem the best (laughs) of all worlds. I am not invested in mine. All right. How about we send uh, the four bulgs, and we try and negotiate. They take that one, and we keep the rest. And if they don't agree to our terms, then uh, we kill them. Uh, We'll not... What little research we've done, I do understand they do value blues. They've basically claimed them all at this point. <laughs> if Which you is want, why if you're Dabby taking, was just going uh, to send Sheila. If you're going to take any the of these lot. puppies from me, we're fighting to the death. Because they're all puppies. Um, I, I don't want to interrupt, but there is a, a, a strange group of colorful frogs who wish to talk to us outside, says Mary. Uh, I, uh... All right. Is anyone a diplomat? I can do it. I'm not confident. <laughs> Woof. I am. I, uh, now that Davy can move, just kind of move through the door. This seems like not a choice everyone needs to make for my Drake companion. Well, Davy moves out of your way, so she's not in the center of the door anymore. And God so, damn. you know, it's the right thing to do. It's the way both I and the Drake see it. You're going to send it, back. it with its. Yeah. Okay. With its deserving family. Oh, wait, actually, I have a plus six to persuasion. So, again, no one no one could or should stop this choice from being made. It's the choice Zilnaut? made by the mother. Zilnot is the first one out in front of the temple, carrying a crib. Uh, your drake on your shoulder, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, so you, you step out, and standing out in front, you see this towering, monstrous gray toad. Big, nasty claws coming from its wrist. It's gouging cobblestones. It looks like it's pissed off. Uh, in front of it is like this little cadre of of the same like red ones that you saw before. And standing in the center of it all is a green slod uh, who is standing there, smaller than the rest, but holding a staff. And he's banging it on the, on the cobblestones. And as you arrive, it, he simply says indirectly into your mind, Give, Give us, us our, our child. child. I, I stare directly at it, go, of course, reach into the crib, pull out the slot pole, and 
stick my hand out fully extended holding this. So uh, one of the slot, which looks strangely familiar, runs up and reaches out its arms to take take the tadpole. The rest of you guys, uh, do you guys go out there or what do you do? Once again, I advocate that we send them home with their family. If the Corgi wishes to keep it, it can, but these things do not belong here. Do what you will with them. And Davy departs. All right. Uh, Shiva. Yes? I know you care about these babies a lot. She's literally nursing, I think, at this very moment. You just see, like, all seven of them suckling. The big one's knocking the others out of the way. I birthed them. They are mine. Not this one, but <laughs> mine now. Would... You're definitely bleeding. You're 100% oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. bleeding. I'll take damage. I don't care. Um... <laughs> All right. Do you want to take Davi's child as your own? Otherwise, we're going to give it back. This pup's mother abandoned it. I will take it in with my litter. All right. So we have to negotiate with the creatures that they only get one and we're keeping the rest. I don't mean to be difficult, <laughs> but I'm playing a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get you. I'm going to do what a dog is going to do. Yeah, animal instances so to that's... take care of the, you know, puppies. All right. I believe the plan is we're going to negotiate for them to take one and only one, and the corgi takes and the corgi keeps the rest. All right, I've got my negotiating terms. <laughs> Until then, I cast Pass Without Trace on the on your whole little group on my entire litter. Okay. Whoa. All right. Alrighty. You hear the the pound 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 of the staff outside Emily, and it looks like it is going to fall upon Emily to go do negotiations. Zilna, <laughs> do you step oh back inside the temple? No, I I stand away from the temple. My business there is kind of done. I I, I sort of wait to see how it resolves. Yeah, you're, so you're standing here. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I don't go back into the temple. I just okay. stand on the outside to the side. Emily, you you step out. Granlin is, I'm right behind you, dear. I'll keep, I'll, I'll, I'll stand with you. Thank you. And Emily will look at the dude, and slam her shield three times on the ground. Hell yeah. To assert dominance. And then stand the shield in front of her, put her hands up on it. Insert dominance. <laughs> All right, here's how it's gonna work. You got back one today, and in two months, you can, have back, you can get back the rest. Why? Because your children are uh, dual citizens. <laughs> part of Limbo and part of our world. What, what so what, what color, color are, are they? Lie. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really remember. They're not my babies. But regardless, you get them in two months. No fighting involved. Or you can try and get through us, and we will proceed to send you all back to where you came from with no babies. Or you get the babies in two months. All of the, the toads start hopping up and down. They start making all these weird squawks and yanks and whatever noises chaotic beings decide to make right now. And he bangs this thing on the ground. He's like, oh, actually, you know what? Go ahead and roll persuasion at that point. Okay. Dice don't fail me now. Ooh, I got an eight. I rolled a three on the die. He bangs his, his staff and all the slod quiet. He goes, what color are they? They're normally, uh, they're normally red, right, Jay? Yeah, the standard is red. Did you say two of them were blue? Uh, at, well, you said one Jeff's of them was and... blue and it's already been given back, so it's just the litter you have, that one of them is blue and it was Daph's. Of course. I'm not lawful, nor am I a paladin. They're all red. There. They're all red. Roll a, uh, deception. 
Oh my god, my dice are not being nice Can to I me. cast Guidance? I was going to back you up and lie for you, but my dice are not better. D- did you wheel out where you could- <laughs> I haven't could, rolled, but- Did you wheel where you could cast Guidance? And Dab, if you haven't left, you can help. It's up to you. Yeah, I was going- I mean, she's doing what I was going to do. Okay. Can I assist someone in bullshit? Uh, the babies are still inside. I'm going to hop out and run- uh, I'm going to let myself be noticeable. I'm going to uh, drop- I'm- Drop it and cast Guidance. Okay. Uh, Mitch, what were you doing to add? Because okay. I think Guidance is what, a d4? Or is it just advantage? Can you... It's can, a d4. Can you add... Can I add her... Or can I add to her bullshit? Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you say? I didn't have a plan for that. I was just going to say the same lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, that's it. Fuck it. I'm just going to stay with the plan. Does that As Dabby give steps, me advantage? Dabby comes down the steps and uh, just says, uh, six reds and a blue. And then she just leaves. And she clip-clops out of the... Uh, Stairway area in the entrance. <laughs> okay, you have advantage on the roll. That's not a lie, but it's also a 21. Okay, I guess I have advantage, so I'm gonna... And a d4, right? From guidance, is that what it is? And a d4. Alright. Ooh, thank you for that advantage. That's a that's a 20 on the die. Okay, you've gotta be a... Alright, what'd you get? 20? Yeah. You see his, he, he, he looks at you, his eyes get super big, it quivers, his lip shakes, and he goes... <sighs> Well, if they're all red, I don't really care. And he goes, all right, we got everything we needed. And we, uh, he bangs his gavel and everybody piles up and like claws at each other to get back through the portal. <laughs> yeah, slots suck. <laughs> Granlin just shakes her head. Yes, we, we looked these up. They're like racist and random. And the, I don't know if the children of... of that she raises will be any Wait, different. Wait, hold on. But, they, but they, they don't. <laughs> Wait, they heard one of them was blue, though. Yeah, they took the blue they one. one that we they gave took them one. They yeah. took you one lied, of two so blue no ones. And you lied and said the other ones were red. Yeah. So I said I, there was six reds and a blue. They had a blue in hand, and you said there was no more. Oh. And you, and you succeeded. I in got your it. Line. Okay. Yeah. All <laughs> and right. because Shia had six pups, it would fuck up their math. If they tried to map it's it. It's true. Yeah, there's this if way. If they tried to do the card count, Shia fucks up the map. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they all they all claw each other and clamber. They whip out of hoots and hollers. And they go back through the portal. And you hear Granlin behind you lets out a big sigh of relief. Well, that was harrowing, like all birds are, I suppose. I, I've seen more fights, actually, over children at this stage than that. So it's, it went well. You're, you're quite a negotiator, Emily. Dav, too. Happy, happy day of the mother. Who wants a drink? Oh, I'm everyone. Going, I'm going to run <laughs> toward back toward the crib, and I'm going to tip it over on its side, and then let them all out. And they are <laughs> going to, uh, I'm going, I don't need anything more from these people that tried to get rid of my litter. It's very rude. Uh, I am going to cast... Hey, I supported your decision. Other than you, I will go up to you, <laughs> and I will put a paw just on you. Say thank you. I have been blessed. Uh, thank Mary you. comes out and then bringing light. I will take. Uh, I'm going to use uh, the wild shape feature for my specific druid, uh, starry form, and I instead of uh, wild shaping into something, my entire form turns into what looks like a constellation, and I am going to take off into the brush, and all my pups are going to follow, including. This weird horse one. Yes. While the other ones are padding about, that one is cantering, clip-clopping behind the rest of them. Yeah, I, so I think a foal can walk within two minutes, so at least one of them is on you. So we're taking off 
into the brush and they're just following me and I'm gone. We'll deal with that problem in two months. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good idea. Maybe um, now that the crisis is over, happy day of the mother. Uh, you did well, Emily. And you as well. Oh, Sheila's gone. Uh, Zilnut. Zilnut, good choices you've made. Uh, there's nothing wrong with what you've done. Thank you for handling it with grace. Uh, tell the Morians that you've been a great help and we will pay for any uh, hospital bills that you've gone through as well as your drink. She turns to Dav Davy as well. And I'm sorry for being hostile, but you seemed like you'd made up your mind way before any negotiations had begun, Dav. Thank you for coming out and helping in the end. Everything worked out. Um, maybe no more whiskey for you. <laughs> no? I can't imagine why not. Okay, fair enough. Did you know it takes a ton of alcohol to get a horse drunk? Oh, yeah. Like a fucking lot. Big in fact, body. They Big actually, body. In fact, to calm horses down before races... They actually feed them an entire bottle of whiskey. Ryan, dinger. <laughs> yeah, through the dig. <laughs> Complimentary dig. Um, yeah, what kind of liberties will you let me take here at the end? I don't know. What do you want to do? Zilnot, like, nods, and uh, the drake flies into the sky, and you hear it make a little... <laughs> and then you hear a really big... <laughs> and... Uh, Zilnot, Zilnot goes to where it's flying off, and uh, as it goes, it, uh, as as he turns, he goes, I must spend the time with my matron, my well, mother. Your mother? Well, it, is, it is day of the mother, so have a good one, and tell her you love her. Tell her we love her. Vespera. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. 
Get his music at breadeagleson.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories. Whoa.